When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. No hard hats. No hard hats. Just, just hiding my my. Just, just want to disappear. Just want to completely disappear after that. Pathetic yeah. Performance. I don't know how everyone's. I'm. I'm curious how everybody's feeling here. I know, like you know, there's a lot to hate, um, and it's really a matter of can you throw this out. Um, I don't know. You know, can you throw it out? You couldn't um, throw it out tonight. They played so freaking right. bad. Can you throw it out quarter? going forward? There, there's so right. many layers. There's so many layers to this. Not just in terms of you know, kind of what Miami did, which they do. You know, some of the stuff that they do, the let up, the third quarter meltdown, um, Tatum uh, just absolutely disappearing. Brown being a no show until it didn't matter late. Uh, Derek White, you know awful 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 second half and i'm talking defensively the stuff that you expect from him um you know all of that stuff was bad but is it one game bad or is it series level bad and then on top of that on top of that you've got the horford uncertainty and the marcus smart uncertainty so everything is so bad right now I, i don't even know in which direction to go other than to say like, let's put a positive spin on it. It's just one nothing. And if they lost this game by five points, four points, 20 points, whatever, um, none of it matters if you get your guys back healthy, out of health and safety protocol, smart plays. And it's a different ball game. But this was rough, man. You've got – and so I don't know where you want to start. I've got – there's a million different directions you can go with it. But, yeah, yeah. What, are, what, are, what, are you, what are your – just kind of your so, vibe coming off this game? Yeah. I mean, obviously I have – concerns in different categories health is obviously one that's separate but obviously at the same at the same time did play an effect in this game um you know the horford news was a shock to everybody that wasn't something that we saw coming i think some people thought that there was a chance marcus Smart wasn't going to play tonight based on kind of the vibe and all that stuff going in um so that wasn't shocking but to see you know an hour before two hours whenever it was before game time that Horford's out in safety protocols. It's like, what the hell is going on with that whole thing? I don't know. Now it's like, you don't know what you can expect. I mean, it's the third time he's been in that situation this season. We, we don't really, you know, the Celtics aren't telling us anything other than he's in protocol. So we, we we're left to speculate. And, you know, does that mean that, you know, does he have COVID or was he around somebody that had COVID? Could he possibly be giving it to somebody else in the team if they aren't vaccinated? So that's a whole other issue. As far as the gameplay tonight, I just can't figure out what happened in that third quarter. Jason Tatum looked unbelievable in the first half, hitting everything. He looked silky. He was making extremely difficult shots. Rob looked like the old Rob to start that game, you know, grabbing boards, jumping through the roof, blocking shots. And then they were getting help from Peyton, from Peyton Pritchard. He was hitting some big shots um, in that sec- in that first half there, second quarter. You, ha- you had to feel pretty good about where the Celtics were going into halftime. They weren't up big. They were up eight, which was a solid lead but I cannot figure out for the life of me what happened in the locker room 
where they came out like zombies. The Heat came out gangbusters. Jimmy Butler did Jimmy Butler things, bullied his way up and down the court, got to the line, punked the Celtics. It's this, this was reminiscent of game one against the Bucks, where the Celtics got bullied. They got pushed around in that second half there. And I guess on the bright side, the Celtics righted the ship and they were able to come back. But I don't know if that if if that's possible in the series, if Marcus Smart doesn't come back. Um, you know, I don't know what's up with Horford. Hopefully he can get out of that protocol and he can be good for game two because they're going to need all the help they can get. Because this is Heat team, again, they've been there, they've done that. They're experienced. Jimmy Butler flips a switch in the playoffs. He's a completely different beast. And they've got Bam. They've got Tyler Hero. You know, this guy freaking Gabe, what's his name tonight? Oh, my God. I mean, really, they're making these guys look like all-stars out there. So the Celtics have a lot of – they got to look deep within themselves again. This is another game where they have a little bit of, you know, look within yourself, how you're going to respond. They've had a couple of these recently, and they've responded well. They've responded in each and every time. So, again, I'm not hitting the panic button to the point where the series is, oh, my God, it's over. Obviously, I'm not going to do that, but I didn't like what I saw some habits come back in this game. I didn't like the lethargicness in the third quarter. Um, it starts with Tatum. You know, I know Jalen Brown was pretty horrific from start to finish, but Tatum set the tone of just sloppiness in that second in that second half, that third quarter. Turnover after turnover. It was almost like I almost turned the game off. I was like, I can't watch. I, this, I honestly, like, I, I, had, basketball. I had the second screen and I got so mad. I was like, nope, done. Sound off. I couldn't, so take it. I couldn't take it anymore. I don't understand that. And that's what kills me the most is like, you know, we've seen the Celtics have small lapses, even when like out, out in front, you know, and like, you know, start to get a little casual, you know, sure. they get, they build that eight to 10 point lead and they get a little <laughs> casual and they let teams sneak in. We've seen it from time to time. It happened a couple of times in Brooklyn felt like they could have put them away. Um, kind of kept it, you know, closer than you wanted it to can't do it against Miami. Miami does not this look, I got killed last, last, last uh, in the, in the, I got killed in the buck series for on a good Tatum game saying, but you got to cut out the complaining and you got to cut out the sloppy stuff because you're going to get murdered against Miami with that stuff because they don't play that way. They don't let up. They don't beat themselves. And so Mm. that's why that the first half was so good, but only up eight points. I was nervous you know, and you knew it was going to be a, a game, but I don't know what happened. The entire team all of a sudden just decided that was good. First half's all we needed. And they just, it wasn't just like, sure. Did they really think you the, can look at the whole of the down? game and say, yeah, no smart, no Horford. They're gassed. They've just played a seven game series. It's two games stretch, mm-hmm. two games rest. I see why they faded, but the whole team just decided we're good. We, 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 we put in our effort and we're done. Sloppy basketball, terrible turnovers. Those back-to-back Tatum turnovers were just unbelievable. Defensive breakdowns left and right. Everything that was going well in the first half absolutely came to a halt. Uh, we'll bring in Sherrod Blakely, who's in Miami, um, taken yeah. in. He took it all in. Um, hey, guys, can you hear me okay? Sherrod's take here. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? As soon as I we can hear in. you. Yeah, we got okay. you. Okay. We can hear you. Wow. Uh, talk about yeah. a tale of two, talk about a tale of two halves. Um, th- there's a lot of blame pie to go around for what happened in the second half, but I- I'm going to start with Jalen Brown. 
Uh, and then the reason why I'm going to start with Jalen Brown is because even though he finished with a double double of 20.10, empty calories. Empty, exactly. And, and, and it really garbage. You know, the, way, the way Tatum had played in the first half, he knew that someone was going to have to take the mantle in the second half. Peyton Pritchard, I thought, did a lot of good things, but you needed your number two guy to be that number one guy in the second half, and that just didn't happen. And then on the flip side, you look over there at Miami, Jimmy Butler's going bonkers. You got freaking Max Schroes, you know, dunking. I mean, you got Gabe Vincent splashing threes. I mean, they, just, they, they had so many, I think, what you would call peripheral guys that stepped up and made big plays for them. And the Celtics, they basically had Pritchard, uh, and that was pretty much it. Uh, and, and, and again, you, you're not going to beat this team playing that way, particularly when you, on a night when you don't have Al, you don't have Marcus Smart. So you're not going to get a lot of those energy hustle plays that you traditionally get from those two guys. So this is, again, I, the Celtics, I thought this was a missed opportunity. But let's not dismiss the fact that Miami is a hell of a team defensively. They clearly cranked it up defensively. But, but the mistake that the Celtics were making to me was a combination of Miami cranking up the defense and the Celtics committing self-inflicted wounds over and over and over again that only amplified the way that Miami was defending them. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no doubt there. And I, I think with all of that, you know, yeah, Tatum did what he did in the first half. Brown was a no-show. Brown was a dead no-show. And I know people think we pick on him on the show. Look, he was absolutely just non-existent. And it's one thing to be this a hard. It was a horrible game for him. I, I don't think anyone game. should be should be trying to point to him and say, well, you know, he didn't know. This was a bad game for him. Bad There's game. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, and it's not just the stuff. It's not just the shooting, you know, and I think he started three of 12, you know, from field goals and, you know, you know, couldn't get it going. But it's, again, it's just that the, the stuff that drives you crazy, the dribbling into traffic without really any sense of awareness of, of what's around him. And, you know, I mean, you've got a Miami defense that swarms, it's quick to close, it has really, really, really good hands uh, that's going to strip you every single time you do that. That missed box out on Butler there um, when he just snuck in right behind him and just grabbed it. Just lazy, lazy, lazy stuff. Um, but, and just total to even still, you could have withstood a bad Jalen Brown, not a great Jalen Brown first half. If everybody didn't decide that they were done playing in the third quarter, I've never seen anything like it. Um, it just stopped. It just came to a halt. What happened? How much of that, Sherrod, do you credit to uh, adjustments? Uh, how much to fatigue uh, from the Celtics? Or how much just simply to just the fact that Miami took it to them and the Celtics just didn't answer the bell? I think that the, the door number three, Miami, is. this is what they do. I mean, they made this game into a street ball. And that's exactly when they're at their best. Tougher. Uh, they, were they were the tougher team. They made the tough plays. Jimmy Butler went at everyone. Tatum, you got some. Pritchard, you're getting some. Jalen Brown, yep, you're going to get some too. Rob, I know you're big, but guess what? You're going to get some of this Jimmy Buckets action as well. And that opens <clears throat> up for everyone else. And, and, and at the end of the day, when they look back at this tape, that, to me, the, the common thread that bound Miami's comeback was toughness. They were simply the tougher team, and it's a reflection of the coach. It's a reflection of what the hell they talked about at halftime. You better believe that was the one thing that they talked about more than anything else. You have to be who you are. You have to be the tougher team. And the Celtics couldn't match that at all, not even close. Uh, and we have, I don't know if you guys talked much at all about Grant, but you don't expect 27-point game seven, Grant. But what we saw tonight was an exclusion. He was brutal. Yeah. Brutal on everything. This was a Grant Williams that we were questioning whether or not he should even be on the floor at all for the Celtics. He has to be better than what we saw in this game if they're going to have any shot of getting back into the series. 
Yeah, and it's not a perfect series for Grant matchup wise, you know, um, with 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 the Heat and their perimeter players and the way that it's going to go. Um, so he's just got to knock down shots and show his value there, um, you know. And uh, that didn't happen. Uh, that didn't happen. And by the way, uh, the uh, the friggin' fake Miami fans—that's the loudest they've been uh, right behind you there. Uh, that they were all night. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Let's bring in. I, I'm dying to see this. I've been dying to see this all day. Bobby Manning. <laughs> And his Miami fit. He's coming into the game here. What are we looking at, Bobby? Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Who am I wearing? I don't know the name, but that is not that is, that is not Tom Ford. I can tell you that right uh, now. Are you Versace? Versace. Versace. Yeah. Or Versace. Like, got a good look. You can ask for his, for his review. But I want to talk about the game. But we can save the silly stuff for later. What a oh, disaster! I'm done with the game. I'm done. Bobby with it. Business in the building. Bobby Business. What do you got you Bobby. Go- yeah, what do you think, Bobby? What I just posted. It's not Shirati. often. Go ahead, go ahead. Bots it's are not back. often. You sex bots? They're back. I thought they were. I thought they went to sleep. Hold on, let's let Bobby back. talk about the game. I'll deal with the sex bots. It's not often you play three pretty good quarters and lose on a nightmare one like that. Fourteen points, give up thirty-nine. The Butler breakout. Tatum standing in the half court. We saw it last series because you still see shades of the old Celtics creep in here every round just about except the first one and even the first one had some slippage that we forget about now and you just hope it's an anomaly but man this one brought back nightmares of the bubble this one brought back shades of the old Celtics from earlier in the season this quarter that third quarter had to be up there with their worst quarters all season I'm trying I didn't want to say that because I, yeah, I, I don't like hyperbole but I was trying to think it felt like had, it it was so bad I mean I think they had a nine pointer earlier in the season so that's probably takes the cake but uh, and there were a all lot of quarter, quarter disasters or knows but this <clears> one the consequential <throat> nature of it is is huge and it, I don't even want to talk about Al and Smart and all this other stuff. It stemmed from Not yet. Tatum. It stemmed from Tatum. He was a disaster yeah, out there. Six turnovers, set the tone for the sloppiness, standing around, not getting Seven. back on Six in the third. Yeah. Yeah, six in the third. Yeah. And but Bobby, it, you're being too kind of me. He had seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it all flowed from him. And I don't think Al had anything to do with it. I don't think Smart would have helped to some degree, but the heat jumped all over you at the half. The reason it matters, the physicality was insane. The reason those guys matter is just simple. The simple trickle down effect that we talked about. I thought Derek white had a good first half uh, and he faded like the rest of the team in the second, but you're really pressing your luck every time you get a, a like, decent minutes from guys that aren't expected to play. So when you got positive Neesmith minutes in the first half and Tice was all right and this and that, you know that second stint's not going to go as well there. Again, it didn't matter because it was the starters that got run off the floor in the second quarter there. But it's just the the pressure on those guys to 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 step up their games for the entire game and then to log another forty minutes after going seven games and playing forty minutes a night against uh, against the Bucks uh, is just a was a lot uh, for those guys. So, but this game wasn't about Smart and Horford. It was about what the guys on the court did when they were on the court in that third quarter. That starting lineup was great in the first half. There's no excuse for them to play the way that they played to start the third quarter. They needed they needed Tatum and Brown to be the best players from without question. 
uh, because you knew Miami was going to make a run because that's what Miami does. That's who they are. And Jalen, I, I thought Jason in the first half did exactly what you wanted to do. He took what the defense get, gave him, made them pay. In the second half, they needed Jalen. They desperately needed him to step up because I thought Miami made some subtle adjustments. They were a little bit better in their closeouts on Tatum and forced him to be more of a distributor and a ball mover. And Jalen Brown was the guy that I thought had the best opportunity to take advantage of that. But he didn't. I mean, you know, he again, 24-10 and 10 was his final line, but a lot of that was just garbage points in the second half when the Celtics were down by 10, 12 points, and he, and he helped them chip it. And instead of it being a five-possession game, he scored, making a four-possession game. Not really doing much to move the needle and get you in position to win the game. So a bad Jalen game. He'll bounce back, I believe, in game two. But for anyone who's looking at the box score and think that Jalen Brown had a good game, you clearly did not watch the game because he didn't. No, kind of missed free throws, too. When you're rallying, those really cut in you. Really oh, my God. Game. He was out of it, running in the traffic and losing the ball. No way to go. Rough game from him, too. And Rob. I texted you obviously at halftime, John, and said, "What are, like you got to be really encouraged by how Rob's looking." And he just adjusted, got underneath them, and jammed that ball loose every time he got it to start the third quarter there, and he got taken out of the game too. Uh, he the did. Heat, man. Hell of an adjustment, hell of an adjustment by Spolstra and what they did with Rob because those back-to-back possessions where they they looked at the field and said, "He's bringing the ball down low." Gabe, stick Can't your damn hand in there and strip him. Hell yeah. of an adjustment by Spoke. That and and that's the thing is you really the, – the, they were feeding the ball to Rob in traffic, trying to force it in there a couple of times, and it's just not what you do. You you, you throw it there for Rob. Right. Um, and there's a reason behind that. And, yeah, they, they, they did adjust there. P.J. Tucker had a much better second half um, on Jason Tatum as well. Uh, definitely Bam seemed like – yeah, yeah, Bam, who didn't do much in that first half, was better. And Miami tightened up their defense for sure, but it's still not really an explanation for how things went the way that they went there. Doesn't um, it feel like, John, this team still has something on you? Just a little something, the intangibles. They jumped all it, – it looked like the bubble in that third quarter. Butler running out with those two back-to-back dunks. Those were bubble-style. It was visual. bad. The real the real thing is is how much <clears throat> of this is emblematic of the type of stuff we're going to see in the series and how much of it is chalk it up to one bad game. I just – I hate seeing it because every time you see something like what you saw in the third quarter, you're like, oh, God, are you still capable of this? Like, how right. can you go – how can you play at the level that you played – for 35, 40 games at the end of the year, and then, you know, you know, manage to, you know, you know, sneak out that series and outwork the Bucks and get everything you needed to do and, you know, blow them out in a game seven and still have periods of time where you can just revert to this awful style of play. And I know people are like, we won three quarters and lost one. That's not what happened. Okay. The Celtics played out of their minds for the first half and Miami stayed close. And then the Celtics got friggin' absolutely run off the court. And anything that happened after that third quarter doesn't matter. Cause the fourth right. quarter was garbage time pretty much the whole way through. So the heat they, kept you yeah, at bay. Each they, time, they, like the heat, every time you tried to put it close enough. And then they right. took the game. That's what happened. I don't want to hear about the quarters. Okay, Celtics did play well, but they shot the lights out. Tatum's flipping the ball over his head, and it's going in. He's making contested threes. I mean, it was stuff that was borderline unsustainable just in terms of the shooting. 
uh, it was fairly even. And I thought the Celtics played well, but so much of that had to do with... The defense just, was really good early. And the, the defense, defense was really good, good, but then they lapsed just for a little. The Heat get a couple easy buckets in transition. 12 points, 13 points, 10 points, turns to 8, turns to 6. And, and they're in the game. So, I mean, again, 8-point lead at the end of the half doesn't... Your work is not done, you know? It was a close game, and then the Heat just came and said, we want this game. And they took it and they won it clean, clean. So it's not a matter of how many quarters the Celtics lost. The, the first half means nothing. It was a close game this, and the Heat ran them off the floor. Have to accept that as the reality of what happened tonight. And it doesn't mean it's going to happen every night. That's what happened tonight. Yeah. Go ahead, Jimmy. I was going to say it was different from that game seven against the Bucks because the Celtics had the, the lead at halftime, but they didn't play a good first half. And you're like, if they can just play yeah. decent basketball in the second half, they should run away with this with this win, and that's what happened. They played much. They played better in that second half. Grant hit his shots, and the rest is history. Tonight it was complete opposite. They played really well in that first half, hung on to a, a relatively small lead, a single digit lead, and then I don't know. I still I'm, I'm still like speechless as to what what really caused it. Other than like Bobby said, maybe it's a little PTSD. You know, maybe all of a sudden they see Jimmy Butler with the steal, and it just flashed back to the bubble when they were just getting run off the court by this Heat team, you know, some of the same guys on this Heat team. Whether it's Bam, Butler, Hero, those three guys were were huge in that series. And then you've got, you know, some of the same faces on the Celtics team that you had in the bubble. But this isn't supposed to be the same Tatum and Brown as the bubble. We, we've, already, we've already made that determination before the series started. This is now a Tatum and Brown who are ready to be in this position and who are experienced enough and who are, you know, it is, quote-unquote, their time to – win a game like this and win a series like this so i'm not accepting that as i'm not accepting it oh that the celtics just aren't ready to be here or the, the heat are just on another level no i i disagree with that i think the celtics are fully capable no, they're not. and actually should be better than this heat team now fully the staffed. difference is yeah. exactly yeah. the difference is marcus smart didn't play tonight and and al horford didn't play tonight hopefully they can get al horford back for game two i don't know what the hell is going on with that protocol situation and I don't know what the deal is with Marcus Smart either. Nobody does. I know that it, obviously if Marcus Smart could play, you know, even through pain, I'm sure he would. So I'm interested to see, you know, what I am going to step back in with him. the Celtics for a few minutes, get some players coming here. So Do I'll be your back. Thing. Do your thing. I'm, 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 I anticipate that we will see Marcus in game two. Um, I, I, you think so? I do. I, I, I have a very good feeling that Marcus Smart will suit up for game four. What do you know, Sherrod? What do you and know? As far as far as Al as far as Al Horford is concerned, uh, and, and again, it's it's very vague as as far as what the hell is going on with him. But one of the things, just kind of looking at the timeline a little bit, uh, there may be one of the issues that may have triggered him even being tested was the fact that remember, uh, whenever you're getting vaccinated, there's two doses, and there's a period of time between when you take the first one and the second one. There is a scenario potentially out there where Al would trigger him him getting tested and testing positive is the need to take the second dose because you're not going to take the second dose if you're positive, so you got to take the test. And that, my understanding, was a factor in Al being put in health and safety protocol. Uh, so there depend. And one of the one of the things that the Celtics are hopeful for is that they'll he'll get more tests in the next day or so, and there'll be a, a false negative uh, reading, which is very possible, but. They know that they're not going to win this series if they can't have Al Horford back in the next two or three games. They need him. He means that much to them because, as John pointed out earlier, the trickle-down effect when you don't have him, 
means you're playing more tight. You're playing Rockford more extended runs. You're starting to, you know, Grant Williams is playing more out of position than usual. And over time, it becomes a negative when those guys are on the floor. Because you look at Aaron Easter tonight, great for two or three possessions, but you saw the longer he was out there, it, again, diminishing returns. Same thing with Tice, same thing with Grant, and unfortunately the same thing with Timeless. So you're going to need Al Horford back soon, sooner rather than later if you're going to have a chance to win this series. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even the next season futures. And don't forget that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. John, I can't hear you. I can't hear anybody. Jimmy, can you hear John? I can't hear him. I can't hear him, and I couldn't hear you until just a second, so that was scary. But I can hear you now, Sherrod. I can't hear John. So, Sherrod, we'll we'll yeah. let John bow out and bow back in. I'm trying to follow your I'm trying to follow your your Horford theory. So you're saying that you think because he is getting vaccinated, he had to get tested. I'm I'm sorry if I'm I'm when you when 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 whenever you get vaccinated, Jimmy, remember there's there's two shots that you yeah have. right. Right, and there's a time and a that has, right. There's a time period where, where those things have to have to come into play, and it's not clear whether Al had all of those shots going right. into the series. So there's there's a there's a lag of time involved there, and so my understanding is that that was one of the factors that led to him being put in health and safety protocol. So he has so to test can, can, every day. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you now, John. Yeah. I did want to ask that question. We should I, just I, tell I, him no. Sure, so that he keeps going in and out. We don't have to deal with him. But go on, John. No, uh, the, I was curious what about the hell you was that. Because <laughs> I'm talking. Um, okay. The, so again, the way I understand is, if you were fully vaccinated, you only you and uh, you only have to test if you have symptoms, which means you have to self-report. And Al Horford was at shoot around this morning. I highly doubt all of a sudden he developed symptoms and self-reported after that. So there right. had to be something to necessitate a test, which would be either not being vaccinated or being booster eligible, but not right. having taken a booster yet. Right? Is right. that that? That's, that's yeah. That's that's my that's my understanding that there was right. some that there's something involving testing that led to him being put in health and safety protocol. Um, and, and and again, if, if, if Man, you're the Celtics, well, and and. Again, the, the timing could not be any worse because obviously. So know, he was it, the the presumption then is he's an asymptomatic positive. Whether or not that's a right. false positive, we don't know. But it appears he had he was forced to take a test because of his status. Yes, that's my understanding. Of, because of his status, forced to take a so, test, not because he was sick, but he had to take a test, and it just came up positive. That's my understanding because from, yeah. from what I've been told, that Al has not had any type of symptoms at Even all. Even may said it; he's fine. Right. Right, so that so that's again. You're hoping that this works out so that Al can be back on the floor for game two because they're going to need him. He's that important to this team. Because, like I said, I don't know if you guys heard me, but just the trickle down effect when you don't have him available, you got to play Rob extended minutes. You got to play Tice minutes. Period. You get out. You know, Grant Williams will be more out of position than usual, and that's just not conducive for this team getting out of this series and getting to the finals. Yeah.
Yeah. So that's that's a rough oh, one. Man, talk about frustration, man. I mean, that's, that's yeah, the, the timing of that is just horrible. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because it's uh, it would appear to be somewhat self-inflicted. And at this point in the season, you just can't really have that sort of stuff. And I know this was a concern when you're talking about Toronto, which ended up not being the case. But if personal choices came back and kind of bit the Celtics in the ass here, that's a really tough one to swallow here because that's injuries are one thing. Smart's thing was a freak thing. He falls and smacks his face and somehow sprains his foot. That sucks. And that happens yeah. and injuries are part of it. This feels avoidable. And so if Al Horford misses any more than this one game and the Celtics suffer as a result of it, this is going to be something that's going to not be a, a, a great thing. Um, you know, for a team, and I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but for a team that is had, absolutely legit had and has legitimate championship aspirations to the point that I think most experts are picking them outright to get out of the East and possibly to even be favorites in the finals. Um, it, just to submarine your season or to have things, there's not a lot of margin for error here. It's a, it's a, it can get away from you quick in a seven game series. You can't give away two games here uh, right. and then just hope to bounce back. It gets much, much trickier. But but that being said, John, even without Al, they should have won this game. They could and they, should have. They, right. They, they, I mean, they, there is a, I mean, if they would have simply done the things at a relatively close level that we saw in the first half, they're up one off. Uh, and again, there's a lot of, there's a lot of blame pie to go around Jason Tatum and all those damn turnovers certainly didn't help matters um but again i i if, if i had to if you put a gun in my head and said that who's the one guy that could have made the biggest difference if you'd have played his game i would say Jalen brown uh, yeah. because J, he was just and i don't i don't understand why uh or what what happened with Jalen because he really this was his kind of game i thought this was the kind of game where he was really going to shine uh, and he thing, didn't last thing i want to say on the horford thing what's unfortunate here um, not I, not from a health perspective, but from a playing perspective is, you know, the NBA, I mean, the NFL in March punted on all of their, you know, at certain point in the season said, we're done with COVID protocols. There just are none. If you're sick, right. test. Anything than that, don't. It was thought the NBA might follow suit, and they didn't. And if they did, Al Horford would have played tonight uh, because Al Horford wasn't sick. Al Horford got dinged for a different reason. So right. again, these protocols being in place here where other sports have decided to kind of move on from them is obviously part of the reason here that this happened. So it is unfortunate, but you're right. Back to what you said, the game is the game and it really only matters um, that uh, the guys on the court were capable of winning this game tonight and absolutely puked all over themselves. And again, the question is how much of this is concerning uh, going forward, and again, the Tatum stuff. I know Brown saw, like Brown was bad, but I, the Tatum stuff is I, I just is I can't understand Damn. it. I for a, a guy, a superstar, a superstar, okay, and uh, who every time you talk about him and he has these games and it's like he's arrived and he's here. I just what other superstar has games where LeBron. you're like, oh my god. Here he is pouting and blah, blah, blah again and being careless and just whipping the ball all over the place. It's just, I know you have bad games sometimes, but just to do this stuff that he does, just to get slow and sloppy and lazy and frustrated in the body language when things don't go well, you just got to get rid of that. You got to be a star, man. Like you got to battle through 
games where things aren't going your way. And this is coming off of a guy who everything was going his way. He was on freaking fire in the first half. I don't know how he comes out like that in the second. I don't know how it happens. And then it just snowballs from there. Those back-to-back turnovers off the timeout, I, I the worst things I've ever seen. And he may honestly should have yanked him at that point. Your head is not in this game right now. You have to get off the court and get yourself right. His head was not in the game. I don't know what happened there. No, that was, for me, of all the things that went wrong, that was one of the more perplexing ones. I, mean, that, I don't get I mean, it. We, we've, see, we've seen Tatum have his ups and downs, but I don't know we've ever seen a, a, just a scenario like that play out where he just turns the ball over really haphazardly back-to-back uh, at a point in the game where, frankly, all you really needed was just to run your offense, run knock down offense, a shot. Get and a couple and stops a two, and whittle it down. Keep it yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. that, 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 that ignited the Miami Heat. To, to, they were feeling, I think, at that point, we got this. Uh, I know we got another quarter and some change to play, but their best player – He's not here. He's got, he's he's here physically, but he's just not locked in the way he needs to be. And I'm I'm really curious to see how Tatum comes out in game two, uh, because again we saw him have a great start, but as he knows and as we all know, it's about the finish. It's about what do you do when the game is on the line. I mean Jimmy Jimmy Butler is a prime example of that. I mean he, had, he was a non-factor in the first half and every sense of the word, and he's looking up and he's not doing much, and they're only down by eight. So you knew he was going to be more aggressive at the start of the second half. Uh, the Celtics, they've got to do a better job of responding to that, knowing that Miami is only going to get tougher as the game goes on. Right. Great quote by Ime here. <clears throat> Having Marcus and Al might have helped because they settle us down, but it wasn't really just that, and it wasn't our young guys, Peyton and Aaron, but it was our veterans, Jason and Jalen, who let it get away from us. So there it is right there. I mean, the okay. head coach is not, not shy in stating the obvious that his two leaders, the two guys that have gotten them to this point, Sucked. Let them down tonight. Yeah, let yeah. them down tonight. And once, you know, at one point in the game or another. And yeah, we talked about Tatum having a good start to this game. But like you said, John, again, let the emotions kind of get to him. Snowballed from there. Jalen Brown just didn't have it from the start tonight. I don't know what's going on there. Ime didn't mention anything about an injury. So his head wasn't in the game for whatever reason. So your two guys that you need to have good, good games, pretty much night in and night out, didn't show up tonight. So in, in that sense... You know, you have something to – if you want to talk about, oh, well, you know, the Celtics didn't play well tonight and they didn't win, fine. That, that That's accurate. So, I'll, again, it goes back to when they're playing well, when they're playing their best version of themselves basketball, they can compete with anybody and they can beat anybody. So that's kind of the silver lining, I guess, is a lot of these guys didn't play well tonight. I mean, we talked about Grant. We already know Jalen and Jason. Um, you, know, you know, obviously Horford didn't even get to play. So – Again, getting these guys back to where they need to be, this is a beatable Heat team. And you got a, you got an otherworldly performance from Jimmy Butler tonight. And again, it almost feels like the Giannis situation where it was like Butler, and he did have some help, don't get me wrong, but he was the star of the show tonight by far. And if you can if you can find your two-headed monster in Jason and Jalen and uh, Jason and Jalen to get their heads on straight, then you're gonna you're gonna be back up in this series. What's up, Joe yeah. Sway? Before 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 What's I going get on, Joe Jimmy? Josue, before I get your take on it, I do want to let the yeah, world no, know. I want to let everybody know about our wonderful sponsor, HelloFresh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. HelloFresh. Hello yes. Fresh. Hello, Josue. Hello, <laughs> Josue. Like um, 
Yeah, we that, uh, that, that Hello Fresh was was slapping before I left for Miami. My bad. Return, Go ahead. No, returning <laughs> sponsor of ours, Hello Fresh here, and again, uh, just want to let you guys know about it. This is uh, terrific meals that are uh, boxed, sent to you, fresh ingredients. You kind of pick. You you get fifty, sixty menu options every single week. You choose it. They send it to you. It's all portioned out. Everything is done. You just cook it it's restaurant quality food that all you have to do is follow very simple instructions it's done for you 72 percent cheaper than dining at a restaurant newest met newest release uh, menu release includes mediterranean recipes everyone loves a mediterranean Ooh, diet yeah. filled with fresh fruits veggies yeah. nuts olive oils fiber packed whole grains nourishing balance yeah all that stuff um you can add things from the HelloFresh market like lemon ricotta pancakes, fresh macarons, uh, all sorts of good stuff. Um, Ooh, so macaroon. We, all of us have gotten it. All of us got kits. All of us made the meals. All of us were blown away. It's a really freaking great deal. Um, and so please go check it out. All you have to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash playoffs 16. You need 16, 16 wins to reach the NBA finals. Where are we right now, Jimmy? We're, we're halfway there, I think. Halfway. Counting. Halfway there. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're still halfway there. We still halfway there. Over but, halfway there. If that, not for that third quarter. But so please check it out. You have to go to hellofresh.com/playoff16. Use the code playoff16. You get sixteen up to Do sixteen up. meals free, three free, free gifts. So go check it out. Everybody here will fellas, vouch for it. Legit. Fellas, don't Very sleep good. on this. This is a great date night, fellas. All right. Don't you know who our, you know who our first right. customer so is. Romantic stuff, right? Sherrod, you know? Sherrod's buying. Sherrod went back in. We got I'm the free stuff. Sherrod, Sherrod actually went back in and bought oh, it. Did you get the premium Damn. subscription, Sherrod? Damn. No, but I'm, I'm even the filet. I want the filet mignon. Listen, that that, that, that meatloaf was kind of hidden. Not gonna Dude, lie. Yes, yeah, meatloaf was kind of hidden. <laughs> I was I was I, I, I slept a little skeptical. Yeah, I was, I was very skeptical yeah. because I because I because I'm an absolute. <laughs> I'm like Kevin Durant when it comes to making meatloaf. I am on fire. But that meatloaf that HelloFresh came in, I'm not gonna lie. It, it, I right. had I gotta go back into the I gotta go back into the lab and step my game up a little bit because that meatloaf is kind of kind of hit. But and the other, well, listen, go ahead, Jimmy. No, I'm just gonna let it go. We're, we're on to the next. <laughs> let's, yeah, let, yeah, let, yeah. Let's let like, go ahead, Jimmy. What do you got? <laughs> no, we I'm have, good. I'm good. Honestly. We haven't heard Joe Sway's takes on the game. That's he's what, in Miami. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he's in Miami as well, along with Bobby and Sherrod. We got a whole crew out there. So, Josue, uh, what was uh, what were you seeing out there? I just feel like these guys got punked after halftime. And it's, it's something that we saw in the last round. But obviously, when you look at game one heading into it, the margin of error was so slim when you don't have guys like Al Horford and Marcus Martin. To the Celtics' credit, they played a heck of a first half shorthanded. They, they, they you know, survived the blows. They were in it they built this big lead or a significant lead going into halftime but i just didn't see that same fight that same energy going into the second half i, I was just in um Spolster's post-game presser and he talked about how just that the atmosphere in the locker room and that he didn't have to say anything really the players took it amongst themselves to, to not call each other out but point things out to one another right jimmy butler was obviously one of those guys pj tucker was obviously one of those guys and Spolster had a, a bit of a funny moment there when he said uh pj looked at him but even they didn't even have to have a conversation about it because he was he got hurt in the first half. He said, "Look, coach, I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm gonna look at you right now and say I'm I'm playing in that second half." And so I just said, "You you said enough. I'm convinced." And and they just rode that momentum from that from that talk in, in the locker room. Um, I, I thought in the second half, obviously Jimmy Butler had a lot to do with that. But man, you look at someone like Jason Tatum, seven turnovers wasn't helping the issue. 
again, that narrow margin of error, it, it, you, you, you have to be careful against this team because they'll get running, and, and we saw what happened in the second half. We saw what Jimmy Butler can do once he gets going. 41 points. He had help from, from shooters that, that we were talking about heading into this one. Um, you know, guys like Tyler Hero, I thought, got very comfortable in the first half. That carried over into the second. And the Celtics just, yeah, li listen, they, they didn't have – a lot of guys just didn't have a good shooting night offensively. But I just thought that they got they got straight up punked in that second half, in my opinion. Even though they narrowed it down to 10 points in the fourth quarter, it just wasn't enough. And, and, and Jalen Brown, I thought we had a good first half. I was, I was impressed with how he was starting to find himself offensively. But then the turnovers mixed with missed shots in the second half, just, man, yeah, he hit some down the stretch in the fourth quarter, but it was too little too late. The uh, speaking about the quotes in the locker room, Bam Adebayo throwing this out at us. Oh, he, what he, felt, said. he felt in the second half that the energy shifted. Isn't that trademarked? Yeah. You can't say oh, that. Boy. You can't That's say that, Bam. That verbatim, he said that. No, he yes. did that on purpose. You know what he's doing. I feel like our really? energy like shifted. Is that a troll? Is that a troll? Oh, yeah, one thousand percent. That's definitely a troll. Especially Ooh. from the guy who went three for four. But you know, it's neither here or there. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. As much as we can crap on, on the Celtics and what they did in game one, uh, I'm still optimistic they're going to win this series. I, I still, I, I think what I mean, they played like a game garbage game against Milwaukee yeah. in game one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I still feel confident that they're going to win this series. Uh, now, obviously, Al's situation will, will, will have a, a, a major factor on that. But if Al's able to come back in a reasonable amount of time, I still anticipate them being moving on to the NBA Finals. I just think they're the better team. Uh, it's, and that's no disrespect to the Heat, who I think is a really tough, gritty team. They got a great player in Jimmy Butler. Uh, but Bam Adebayo, I think, I mean, the more I watch him play this year, it looks like he's taking a step back. Uh, he's not nearly as, as offensively for sure. Offensively for sure. And even his defense, I, you know, he had some great moments, but for the most part, you know, he hasn't been able to put his imprint on the game the way I thought he could and, and should in this series. So I think that there are they're a vulnerable team, but the Celtics again, the focus that they played with, the intensity that they played with in the first half, it has to carry over to the second. As as you know, Bam pointed out, you can't have that kind of energy energy shift if you're the Celtics. You can't have it. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Josue, you got that linen tonight. It looks like over there, you got that linen suit. Yeah, on. man. I try to, you know, Miami. About I got damn time from the airport. There you go. You know. And, uh, like that. The Celtics didn't show up in the second half, Jimmy. I was like, man, what's going on? I thought we were going to get a, a thrilling you that up the, Jimmy, I thought he picked up at, I thought he picked that up in a gift shop with the, with the Miami Vice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that is appropriate here. That is appropriate here. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm aware like this. Here. I'm aware like this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm what, does he know about, what does Joe know about Miami Vice? That was before your time. <laughs> The straw. I need to see your throwback pics. I know you was all about that. You must have had some. I'm sure you had I, hair back then too. I hope you brought. I hope you brought. No, I didn't. I hope you brought a second one for uh, Bobby. He's uh, dressed like McLovin tonight. It looked like. Oh, yeah, he is. Sure, man. He is. But at least he <laughs> looked like a hot dog, like he was last time. That was. No, he's he upgraded from that at least. Yeah, that's in the trash. Yo, that so, had me. That had me. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this: What do, what do you make of of, of Peyton Pritchard tonight? I mean, this was a good game, I, but I mean, is this sustainable? It's, no. It, the problem with Pritchard, uh, the problem with Pritchard late in the game I, is I this: they had him out there for shooting, which you need, but.
But what's going to happen is Jimmy Butler's going to hunt that matchup. They're going to get it on a switch where he's going to attack him. Yeah. And that's going to be a problem. He did that in the fourth. And he did yeah. it a couple oh, times in the time. fourth. So that's yeah, a problem. And I, I, Pritchard was yeah. playing him to shoot, and Butler's like, nope, I'm going to turn my ass around and back you in, you know, because he's like, I'm not yeah. falling for it. So uh, yeah. that's a problem. Pritchard's yeah. going to be a matchup problem. They will hunt it. They'll hunt it on a switch, and they'll get Butler on him in the post or whatever in the block, and he's just going to go to work. I, I, and that's Pritchard. an issue. But Richard, Richard White was so bad in the in. second half, and White was so bad offensively in this game. They right. needed shooting. You yeah. go down, you got to put him yeah, out I there. I feel like Pritchard. I feel like he's going to pick up the pieces in this one. It's funny you asked that, Sharab, because I turned to Bobby at one point. You said right next to me during the game. I'm like, there's no reason why Pritchard can't average 13, 14 points in the series, which will go a huge way for. The but you pick your spots. Well, that's but you have, he's got to come right, in right. in spot right. scenarios, and, yeah. And, and, and also, though, be, it can't be, it can't be. Oh, he has to make four three pointers to get there. You know what I mean? Like, I like that he was he put the ball on the floor a bit. Um, he hit a mid range jump shot, which I think will keep the defense, you know, a bit on their toes if he's able to to continue that throughout the course of the series. He can't just be a one trick pony out there, obviously, right? But defensively, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a liability out it's there, just, especially without Marcus. When he's out yeah. there late in those closing lineups, and you have you know, yeah, that's that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen against those this little team. those little quarters. The, you know, the beginning of the second you need quarter. Them. You know, the end of the third. I, I would love to see Pritchard to get continue this that, that it's carried over essentially from game seven. This, right? I mean, this, this, is, this is this is good for right. Pritchard. He had a bunch of he had a bunch of great fourth quarters in the second half of the year, right. like starting yeah. the fourth quarter and getting on Five those runs rebounds, and getting hot. Four yeah. assists. This yeah. is that's a solid game. He for was good, for sure. man. Yeah. And this is good. why you 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 this is why you need Marcus back. I mean, it, honestly, if you had if you had to pick either Al or Marcus, which if you can only get one of those guys back, Marcus is the one that I want because Marcus gives mm. you that flexibility in a fourth quarter. When you can have him and Derek White out there, so defensively you're going to be as solid as you can be in a on the perimeter. And when you look at this Miami Heat team, that's where their strength is. Right. Their strength lies in their perimeter guys. And you're yeah. and if Richard, you know, bless his heart. I mean, he was. He, I thought this was one of the my my favorite one of my favorite games to see him play because I thought he he did the things he was supposed to do. Like he didn't suck defensively. He knocked down open shots. And for the most part, he ran the offense when he was supposed to run the offense. This this was like the blueprint right. for what Peyton Pritchard has to do night in, night out. But as John pointed out, though, mouse in the house, fourth quarter, you know that's what they're going to do. They're going to go to that matchup, as they yeah. should. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Is, is, is Spoelstra's too good of a coach to just let that happen, right? So, so you, you, you want yeah. Pritchard out there, obviously, because he he's – I mean, he's one of the more lethal shooters on the court when he's out there, let's be honest. I mean, crazy as it sounds, I mean, this dude can hit shots from all over. I mean, he – you have to respect the shot, but he's much better when he's coming in in spot situations, coming in to spell guys, giving you that little instant offense off the bench and, you know, kind of forcing the heat to adjust on the fly there. If you're relying on him to be your, you know, second guy, you know, first, first or second guy off the bench because you're so shorthanded, that's when it becomes a problem. That's when the heat will take advantage of it. That's when, you know, they'll switch Butler on a, on a Pritchard or that's when Pritchard will get eaten up Joe Sway if he does try to do anything besides shoot threes. Because you saw him a couple times tonight, he tried to drive and he got swallowed up down there. So you know that doesn't happen when, when with Marcus Smart in the game. You know when Marcus Smart's in the game, they can't they can't target him or they can't cheat on him or anything like that because he's too big, he's too tough and powerful. So that's the downside of this Marcus Smart thing. And and of course I agree with you, Sharad. Yeah, if you can get either Smart or Horford back, you take Smart. That's not a that's not a slight at Horford. It's just that's how important Smart is in this in this series. Um, you know, hopefully they can get them both back because I think you saw tonight. Obviously, Pritchard and, and shout out Pritchard. You guys already did, but he gave this team life multiple points during the game where it looked like it was it was you know dead. 
And um, and he and he was one of, in my opinion, one of the three best guys in the first half. It was Tatum, Rob, and Pritchard in that first half. There's really nobody else. Yeah. And then you know, obviously the wheels came off. In the yeah, third it's just it's the trickle down. It's just you, when you when you when you try to get thirty minutes out of guys like Peyton Pritchard, right. they turn into pumpkins. If Peyton Pritchard was suited to play thirty minutes a night he'd be a starter somewhere. Like it just is what it is. Like you have guys who have roles, 12, 14, 15, 16, 18 minutes, you know, in certain times, sometimes those minutes go up because they're giving the game what it needs at that time. Or you find a, you find a, a lineup or a matchup that you like. Uh, that's great. But you know, you pump it up to 30 minutes um, because Marcus smart is out. That's just, you know, it's, it, he's miscast there. You know, there's things that he does for you, things that he can't. And Marcus smart as Sherrod said, his ability to settle things, to control that offense, to get them back into what they're doing. 17 assists in the first half, five in the second. Holy crap. You know, they just went yeah. on total shutdown. Points they in the just paint stopped went, doing, went, went off too. Yeah, they had by, yeah. almost all of their points in the paint in the first half, and they stopped doing that too. And again, credit Miami for 14 points in the third defense, quarter. But they needed people to kind of do the things they do. And when Miami got hot, and, and got hot from the perimeter. You need a guy like Marcus Smart in there. Well, you, you need a guy like Marcus Smart to body up Jimmy yeah. Butler and be savvy enough not to foul him every single freaking yeah. time. Oh. And so I know people will be like, yeah. the refs. Look, I get it. It's frustrating when you get guys who get calls, and Butler's one of those guys who gets calls. We just got through a Giannis series. Buckle up. You're going to get a lot of this stuff with Butler as well. He earns right. a lot of it. He's crafty. He's smart. He knows what the hell yeah. he's doing. And and he gets and he those doesn't balls, he, man. he doesn't and he doesn't get him in the same way Giannis gets him. He's not playing bully ball out there and just driving him. No, one, no one, he's like, up faking. He's getting you leading. Yeah, he's yeah, getting you on pump fakes. He's getting you. Exactly. Where, I mean, he got Neesmith. He got. He works. You know, he got all those he guys. Works for yeah, him. exactly. I mean, yeah. those guys are gonna learn. I mean, the thing is, it's all on the tape too. Like you just gotta watch the tape and you just gotta be thinking out there. Like, okay, this guy's. I mean, hell, Pat Beverly on his, you know on his media tour, he went and said, you know, it's, it's easy to cover. You just got to know Jimmy Butler's going to pump fake. That's all. Pat Beverly, the oh, hater man. of the year right now, but Jeez. Uh, man, I'm, 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 he is so damn entertaining though, man. That is a train wreck that I'm well, all about watching has, every single. He used yeah. to be one of my favorite guys to watch. Now I'm like, oh, dude, I mean, the, the, reference, ugly on him, man. He, the reference to Chris Paul as Chris a cone. Ball. My gosh, the Chris he's Paul as a cone reference. That's dude. That's like Chris Jeff. Paul isn't paying him any mind, man. Yeah, he's got to move even... on, right? Chris Paul hasn't even responded to this, but it's just Bev's not trying to hear that. He's not trying to hear that. <laughs> Bev needs to Crazy. understand that he's he's in the he's in the announcing chair for a reason right now, man. Like his team got his team exited a lot a, a while back, so he needs to chill a little bit. But that's besides the point. I don't know where, how you guys talk Smith yet. Because no, what do you got? No. Neesmith to me needs to be the guy who can give you, oh, give you some stop on the other end. You know what I mean? Oh, like I'm not looking for three points. Yeah, look, I'm here for that. Listen, you have to make up for for not having Marcus Smart in the mix. And if if the if, I was gonna say the rookie, but if the if the youngie wants to come in, the prospect wants to come in in, in, a, in a big spot like this, I'm here for it because the Celtics need need that help on the defensive end. For he's sure. too undisciplined. Guards, man. Without, he's without just, Marcus, if you wanted man, help on defense, you should have traded Neesmith and kept Romeo if that's what you wanted. Because Neesmith, right. as good as as good as as the high energy Romeo reference. 
as the if Look, that's what you want. If you wanted, be, but this is about markets being hurt, John. This if you want a defense, but Neesmith, for every good play he makes, he's going to make two bad ones. You know, like he's going to get a block, and you're going to be like, holy what? He gets a block, and then Butler gets the rebound, and he up fakes him, and he fouls him. Like it's just what Neesmith does. Like he just can't. He's he's, reckless, a, he's a spaz. He's like you know, that's he's just a spaz. Uh, it, it, you yeah. know. But he brings energy and he does some stuff and he and he I mean that that stuff was huge the contribution but he's just he's still raw he's yeah, all he's over raw. the place he just can't the be trusted. The blocks again. were nice. Yeah. The blocks were nice and those were in the middle of the freaking horrific third quarter he, meltdown. He was blocking yeah. off guys off turnover. So it's I awesome. gotta give him credit for that. Yeah, awesome. He played 11, you want to talk about sustainable? I mean, geez. yeah, he played eleven minutes and that was about six two minutes, six to seven two minutes. Uh, because if you if you really seriously, I mean, if you if you have him play two stints, two minutes each, he's going to get max value. He's going to make a, a great hustle play, and by the time there's a stoppage of play, you bring him back on the bench. He's he, is that to me? That's what he's. I'm gonna look right. up his per. I'm gonna look up his per two minutes. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be phenomenal. Amazing. It'll be phenomenal. <laughs> but we knew he was gonna Man. play. You know? at, the, at the game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, there's a Romeo mention. This is not a good sign for Celtics fans. Not a good sign. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trolling you. If you want a defense. Celtics, no, no, I hear what you're saying. I'm not <laughs> counting on Neesmith for defense. You're counting on Neesmith to just not kill anybody for a few minutes, you know, and, and make a play in, <laughs> in a, a perfect world. You got a couple and, stops. That's good, you know. In Neesmith's defense, uh, you know, and this was – there were a couple of times when he was – clearly open and Tatum and Brown, you know, were like, you know, doing their nope. thing, yeah. <laughs> but they were scoring. So it didn't really matter because everybody was shooting on well the first half, but he, you know, he never get, I, he just didn't get an opportunity to, did Josue just go sideways? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he did. He is, is, he, is he sideways to you? What is he's he sideways doing? to me too. <laughs> he lost. No, he's still there. I don't know he's, what happened. What's going on, buddy? His camera just tipped over, I think, and he just whatever. Oh, he's he brought the Brockton. There's always Bro- something. Bro- There's always something with brought you. it on the road. Yeah, you can take Joe Sway out of Brockton, but you can't take. Brockton <laughs> <out of Joe laughs> Sway. I don't know what happened. I here he oh, comes. Back. Here he comes back. to acquit himself. See what happened was, yeah, yeah. You're gonna let him in. Yeah, I'll let him in. He, he looks good to me. What what happened? What you guys? What you guys do? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we did it. You, what'd you do, over. Richard? John, John goes, <laughs> Richard. What did you do, Richard? What'd you do? <laughs> That's funny. Sorry, go on. Continue. I disrupted the. No, you do your thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> forget it. I shouldn't have said it. I'm not doing Romeo. No, no, yeah, you, you, mean, you brought you went we're not even at the hour mark, but it's all right. <laughs> we we're not at the hour mark. I feel like if we're talking Neesmith, it's, it's, his name's gonna come up, I guess. But, um, but yeah, that's I, I'm I don't mind that for, for defensive purposes. We put him out there, and uh, I don't think it's a desperation move, but again, you for you, defensive you purposes, Marcus, this is a guy they drafted you, because he was supposed to be the best shooter <laughs> in the freaking draft. And yeah, now we're at the I point mean, of defensive three, purposes, three and D. Jimmy, three and D, yeah. but yeah, that's well, true. Just like, let class, me, let, wake me up when we get that three part of the three and D. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for that. You know, it was, 
it was pretty hot in here, and then he gave us that air ball. That was nice. A nice little breeze he gave us. But listen, yeah, that's not gonna be the the the, the key to the series here. You know, like you, you get what you can get from from him. But Marcus, the team is just a different team on defense without Marcus Smart. I mean, clearly, it's obvious. I mean, the first half they survived it, but then in the second half, they got to make adjustments, man. Like the the this Miami's backcourt. It's not just about shooting. I mean, these guys can put the ball on the floor. Tyler Hero obviously showed that. Uh, you know, Martin. I mean, look, there's other guys as well, but just the Celtics defensively have to sort of ref- have to find themselves without Marcus. I mean, yeah. Does he play in oh. game two? Maybe, but even so, I mean, Sherrod feels confident. Feels. I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't know where the confidence comes from, unless you know something, which is great. But I mean, I don't get how you turn that around that fast, Sherrod, and get back in there. I, I just listen. I don't put anything past Marcus Smart when it comes to yeah, dealing with games, especially, especially in a game I like this. I, I, I think there's this just a different level, a different mentality when you're dealing with injuries and things like that. But the, the, the one thing I wanted to just jump in really quick on is, is that, you know, we, we talked about Peyton Pritchard and, and him being like, you know, one of the better players for the Celtics tonight. You're going to need your main guys to do what they do, and you're going to need a Peyton Pritchard-type performance to win in this yeah. series. Because you look over at Miami – you know, Gabe Vincent dropped 17. Yeah. He, he averages less than nine points a game. And he hits you with yeah. seven. Well, and so you, you you can't allow that to happen and, and not have your main guy. And, again, you, you got 41 from Jimmy. Uh, you know, Bam wasn't great, but he, he didn't totally suck. Uh, and, and, you know, PJ, you don't really need him to score because he was pestering Tatum all game long. So it seemed to Miami Heat, they did a better job of their players having very specific <laughs> roles and being – close to their best in those roles whereas the Celtics other than Pritchard I don't know if there's anyone that played well for the Celtics and the guys had numbers but who really played well uh other than Peyton Pritchard I don't think anyone did for 48 Neesmith maybe maybe Neesmith but you look at his final numbers plus Tice was and I know they were trying to hide Tice in the minutes that Cam (laughs) sat in the minutes that Cam sat um, you know, and they ended up being on the court, you know, at the same time, a couple of times they had to, and then Rob cramped up as well, but Tice was rough, uh, all game long. Um, even though he gave you a couple of buckets, he's just, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, you know, he's mainly yeah, Pritchard was really the only guy off the bench, uh, who, yeah. who came in and helped you. This is an area where Miami has, and they had it to single and digits it, in the fourth. Miami has an advantage there, even with Lowry out and Gabe Vincent thrown into the starting uh, lineup again. This is another game you didn't even see Duncan Robinson, you know, who's been completely uh, cast aside. But he's a guy yeah. who I wouldn't, I wouldn't be stunned if he comes in and knocks down some big shots at some point during the series. Well, but I don't know, man. You look at the depth chart, man. These guys got these guys got bodies, man. They got numbers, no. man. They got, you know, like I'm not. They're good. And Oladipo's been rotation. playing well. He wasn't good tonight, but they Martin guard heavy. John, a lot of be perimeter nice. players. Yeah. Be nice to Duncan Robinson. He may uh, he may have his own podcast on CLNS in a couple of years. You think at, so? At this rate, at this rate, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, very quickly, we, we, we reference. Yeah, you you, by the way, you don't want that if you're Duncan Robinson. Not if you're but, a current NBA yeah. player. Uh, he's he's in year two. That. That he's in year well two of a ninety million dollar yeah. deal. I think he's all right. Yeah, but he that's just CLNS might find himself that's looking CLNS, for something uh, to do. Pickup games only get really <laughs> that, competitive. That CLNS <laughs> bump though is nice if you can get it. Yeah, um, yeah you, you know, it's good supplemental. Little if you get a little spice on the side. You um, want to stay in the limelight. You know, you yeah. want to get you want to get into these NBA games. You got to get the press pass somehow. Stay in there. Stay in there. When so, he does um, the Hello Fresh commercial, though, you're gonna love it, John. <laughs> 
Um, let's. We talked about Eme kind of calling out the stars. I wanted to hear that, so we're gonna play that sound now. I hope. Um, I mean, it's e- fine. The obvious question is, Eme, what happened in the third quarter from your point of view? Got out physical. Do you guys hear me? Got out oh, yeah. tough, out, out physical. Um, they looked like they came out in the second half. You know, they wanted to up their physicality and aggression and on both ends, and they did that. I don't think we obviously responded well to um, on either end of the floor. We had eight, eight of our 16 turnovers in that quarter, played in the crowd on offense, um, got sped up, and then defensively, offensive rebounds, um, getting muscled around on in the post. Um, some poor fouls, got them to the free throw line, and so you know, flipped very quickly and just lost our composure. And, you know, we won three quarters other than that, but obviously that one's going to stand out. We semi bounced back in the fourth and started to play well again and match their physicality. But um, 39 to 14 on two for 15 is tough to overcome. That wasn't the one on Jalen and Jason quote. that was talking about the um, yeah. that was talking about the uh, just that third quarter there. But he did yeah, they call gotta turn out the Jaylen. volume up on those speakers, man. That's why he was like, you guys hear me? I don't know why it's so low in there. But yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't exactly the one we we're looking for. He did call out Tatum and Brown. Um, specifically, and said that they yeah, need find to that one better. too. Uh, that yeah, I was that looking for that one. Yeah. Um, but he honestly, but but what did he say? He said everything that we all said to start this show that they got basically. Josue, you said they got punked. We all said that they got out tough in that third quarter. We can't figure out why they came out flat like that. He got you know he got that momentum going. You know those two Butler steals set the tone. Celtics didn't have anybody that set a tone in that second half at all. Yeah, that was, that was the problem. The problem. Which is where, yeah. which is where smart would come into play. I mean, yeah. that, that's why you know. Again, we you know, we, or Al, he, he gets right. I mean, yeah, Marcus, he gets he takes a lot of crap for his shot taking, and it's it's not always great. But the one thing he does seem night in night out is he makes an impact, uh, particularly on defense. There's almost always a stretch of play, whether it's a minute or two or five, where Marcus Smart makes difference making plays, and they never had that. No one made any plays that you felt wow. Could swing the game's momentum in the Celtics' favor, and when you have when you play in a team as as disciplined as Miami is, as tough mentally and physically as Miami, and you don't have anyone doing that, you're going to lose more times than not. Yeah, I think that's spot on, especially in that third quarter. I mean, through three quarters, going into that fourth, Tatum already had a seventh turnover. I mean, it, it, talk about a, a time when your team really needed you, and he just he just couldn't string together a run or, or just a couple, a few baskets to really get his team going or from the playmaking side of things, you know? And look, that is also a credit to the Miami the Miami Heat defense. But also, I just felt like he was just, they just came out rusty out of that, at a halftime. Uh, it was reminiscent of, what was it, game five against the Bucks, you know? It was just like, came out completely flat, dug themselves into a hole they just couldn't get out of that. That was probably the worst quarter I've seen from the Celtics this year, for sure. I mean, especially in yeah. the playoffs. Definitely in the playoffs. That was the worst. That yeah. third quarter was the worst quarter I've seen for these guys. Let me ask you guys a question. Four, real, real I'll quick. score 39 to 14. That's just Co- unacceptable. That's not couple gonna, Jalen Brown quotes not here. Couple Jalen Brown quotes. Yeah, he yeah. says outright he wasn't prepared to be. We we weren't prepared to be without Al. We definitely weren't prepared to be without Al and Smart. Not an excuse. We have to be better. Um, also said, you know, he's got to be better. I will be better. All of that. But he also did say again, we fouled entirely too much. And I know people in there like the refs. The Celtics played undisciplined basketball and they fouled the shit out of the heat is what happened. Um, it, you know, it, it is what it is. And obviously Butler gets some generous whistles, but the Celtics, a lot of it had to do with the Celtics just 
playing bad, playing poorly, playing bad yeah. defense and, and uh, you know, leaving their feet and just not, you know, it just weren't connected. And again, how do you expect a team to be fully connected on defense when you're missing two of your three best defensive players? It's hard. It's harder, right. much harder uh, to do. Especially so, after shoot around, right? After your walkthroughs. After yeah, and you do your walkthrough and you're ready one. to go. And you yeah, and then you exactly. find out, yeah, hours before tip-off. Yeah, it's tough. So the, the Horford you... definitely took the wind out of their sails. Nobody was expecting that. When we all when we all got the notification, we were like, like you yeah. gotta be kidding me. But anyway, Jimmy, where were you gonna go? You're gonna ask a question. Yeah, I was gonna ask a question. And and it kind of goes into what you were saying about the fouls. I mean, Jimmy Butler dropped 40. Was it 40 or 41 tonight? 41, yep. 41, 41 tonight on 18, you know, including 18 free throws. If they can limit again, limit those fouls and and don't allow him to drop for because he's not a guy that typically puts up those types of numbers. I don't know if the Heat have enough firepower on the offensive side to, you know, compete with the Celtics. The Celtics do show up and play right. their style of basketball. So, like, again, if you want to look for silver linings, it's like, okay, are they really going to let Jimmy Butler drop 40 again? Or they just kind of come like, like Jalen Brown said, they, they were a little bit unprepared tonight with everything that happened and they just weren't sharp. I mean, if they can tighten it up on that defensive end, that's going to be huge for them going forward. But they're they're a share of the ball offense as it is. They're very democratic in that regard, and they do they they do get it from a lot of different places. But they Butler's, do. But Butler's your big bucket but guy. Lowry's and, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bam's I mean, not himself. Hero was pretty pedestrian. I mean, Hero had a great, another good first half, but again, yeah. like, he kind of settled down there. But they uh, spread the bit. wealth. They shoot their threes. They they they've got a lot of right. perimeter players. They work it around. They won they unconventional look- tonight. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean, so I guess, again, we'll go back to the first question we asked is how much of this, if you get Smart and Horford back, can you throw everything that happened here out the window? If you can get both of those guys back and they're, they're yeah. ready to roll, absolutely. Yeah, uh, because you're a completely different team. You are the team that just eliminated the defending NBA champions. You're that team. Uh, yeah. You've got two difference makers. And to your point, you know, as far as mo- ball movement, You've got two of your better ball movers, too, on offense back into the flow. Uh, Marcus yeah. has shown that he doesn't have to necessarily score to be impactful as an offensive player. He, his, his passing game has improved dramatically this year. And Al's M.O., as long as he's been in the NBA, has been one of to be one of the better passing bigs. So they're a much better team at both ends of the floor when you have those guys in the mix. Absolutely. And Al, yeah, I think definitely. Al, not to cut you off, but I think Al would have been huge in that third quarter to kind of like – right the ship a little bit you know these guys we talk about how tatum gets very emotional and gets caught up in in negative you know plays and negative runs al's the type of guy that can kind of right the ship a little bit and and get these guys thinking straight and 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 get them back to where they need to be and and they didn't have that tonight not with just al but with with marcus too you know um missing those two guys not only in the x's and o's standpoint but i think on the on the emotional side and in the mental aspect of the game was was turned out to be you know fatal if you will yeah but so this is where i'm going to keep coming back to it's very easy to say everything is better when you have all of your best players of course it is but just the stuff that we saw tonight um it is like difficult to see like everybody on the heat side saying yeah jimmy butler he's our engine you know he's this and that this guy's our heart and soul he's a winner his competitive drive and then have to hear tatum and brown making december sort of 
press conference excuses about we need to play with more urgency. Like, I just don't want to hear that at this stage in the season from these guys after they'd played as well as they'd played and seemingly had righted the ship. I think we have to be past that. We didn't come out with urgency thing. You can't do that in the playoffs under any circumstances. It doesn't matter at all. Like we can't, you can't do that anymore. This isn't game 24 of the regular season. It's game one of the Eastern conference finals and you have a lead and a chance to steal a game on the road, shorthanded to not come out with urgency. And then just to say, ah, we just, we got to be better. It just doesn't feel good enough to me. Uh, and that's that's what sits poorly is, yeah, of course they have to be better. We know that. But why did you do it in the first place? Like, what? Yeah. What, what, These why did you come out like that? Right. Why that? Well, we have to why? see. Well, we got we to see how they respond because, again, this yeah. is a different, and again, it could, would a be different beast like compared that. to what they yeah. saw against Milwaukee, what they saw against the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, this is a completely different team. Like, I don't but think I thought they loved that Trisway. The fact that they could get into the paint, I thought they were actually relieved to not be playing the Bucks anymore in some regard because they were getting into the paint a little bit more. And I was yeah, like, and it so, felt I mean, like they could. Yeah. In some regard, because I feel like after after they beat the Bucks, it's like okay, we can we can be anybody. I think they thought that beforehand, but doing that only added to that belief, right? But I, again, what happened with Marcus and then what happened with Al, I, I just I just don't think they were equipped to go into this one with the same sort of mindset that we saw in the second half. I mean, when think when when Miami fought back the way they did in the third quarter, I, I think they realized how much they lean on those kind of guys, especially Al. You know, and and, and if you're Al, I'm sure he's 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 Heated, you know, he's pissed that he couldn't get out there and play. And and I, if he, if he plays in game two or not or whatever, I, I I can see this being a sort of an inspiration for these guys to not let him down, not let the team down. But they have to make adjustments to go into this one, whether he's playing or not, with that same mindset. And um, look, the difference between their approach on defense. I mean, the guys again, guys that can not only shoot but they can put the ball on the floor. They're switching. You know, the the, the Miami he has has different weapons outside of the side of their shooters. And I just feel like that's something they have to go back to the tape and make those adjustments. I mean, we've seen what they've done when they're faced with diversity. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond, but we have to keep a close eye on how they respond effort-wise, right? Because we, they cannot revert to bad patterns. They cannot revert to hero ball or that sort of approach. Guys like Tatum and Brown, they have to guide these guide this group. So it didn't shock me to see Eme call those two guys out because when they really needed them in that, when, when things were down in that second half, it didn't really help the issue. You know, maybe they did it late in the fourth quarter, but the turnovers and the, the you know, uninspired play and the, the, the effort's got to be there. So Eman's going to call those guys out when he doesn't see that, you know, especially in, at this level. It's the Easter Conference Finals. So I'm, I'm glad he did that, and I can't wait to see how they respond. Well, that's the adjustment, Josue. I mean, it, it's effort. I mean, it's not about, you know, getting guys in certain positions to do this, that, or the other. It's literally about how hard are you willing to play? How badly do you want to win this damn game? Uh, that's right. what this is going to come down to, and and Miami clearly, it, it's not. I don't. I wouldn't even call it playing with a sense of urgency. They just played hard. I don't. I didn't think that they were playing with this like, oh my god, we got to win this game. No, they just played hard. They defended hard. They ran hard cuts. They set hard screens. They did everything hard in the second half, and that's why they won. And if you're the Celtics, you got a choice. You either embrace the fact that they're that they're going to play hard and, and let them kick your ass again, or you man up and you play harder. And you, when, it, when the going gets tough, you strap up and be ready to fight, ready to scrap. Uh, and they weren't. They just weren't that team. <clears throat> we Marcus, got right. Marcus and Al are two guys that you know are, are all about that fight. They, they bring that. 
And whether they're in the lineup or not, you can't use that as an excuse. You got to play. You have to play play to win. So, what's up, Jimmy? We got a Tatum quote. If you guys want me to read it, oh, I'd love to. What you got? It's better be can't, good. Can't even read. Um, Jason Tatum, I don't want to turn the damn. This is okay. This is a full quote. I don't want to turn the damn ball <laughs> you sure over. You said this? Yeah, I don't want to turn the damn ball over and shit like that. But I guess over the course of a game, things happen and, and they go like on that. runs. That's what it is. And throughout the course of the playoffs, we've done a great job of responding to runs after we call timeouts and things like that. For whatever reason, we didn't today. And I'll be the first one to say that I'll take the blame for that. I got to lead better. I got to play better, especially in those moments. I'm just looking forward to responding in the next game. Jason Tatum. That's pretty spot on, Jimmy. They got the Tatum voice kind of down, you know, kind of like a long draw. Yeah, just yeah, like pretty long. monotone. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, you you started as Jimmy and then you went into Jason Tatum. <laughs> it's a long quote. I got tired halfway through. But hey, he's saying the right things. Now, you know, we'll you know, see what, let's, what let's see what Bobby has to say. Bobby's back with us. Bobby, what do you got? What up, Bobby? Yeah, yeah just just stepped out of that presser. Um pretty much all of Tatum putting on on himself there. And Brown put quite a bit on himself as well. Good. That's what Ime said to start it off as well. This wasn't about Al. This wasn't about Smart. This wasn't about the young guys. The young guys played well. Celtic Stars really let them down in this one. It didn't control the offense. Didn't stop the run. This is this is not what you want to see from those guys. But they have a chance to bounce back here. I think they set a good standard in the first half. They'll have a ton to watch and adjust on out of that third quarter. And I want to do the excuse thing, but they did win three quarters out of this game. And I felt oh, like when on. they were locked in in the come half on. court, they could stop the heat, keep them stagnant, keep them held down in that end of the floor. Oh, Especially with Rob out there. Now, it's all going to be about the sustainability, right? I don't know what's going to happen with Al. I don't know what's going to happen with Smart. All these guys are going to keep racking up huge minutes in their absence. And I don't know how many of those knee Smith Pritchard minutes you ultimately do decide once they're able to actually go after those guys. They weren't able to attack Pritchard. They probably could have done a better job lining up knee Smith and going after him. But instead, they got all the points they need in transition here. So you don't feel great about the Celtics right now. You don't. Um, I'm not calling. I'm not flipping my prediction. I'm not dump, jumping off the bandwagon here. Again, I still see issues with the Heat half court offense that keep me confident that the Celtics can be in every game, much like the Bucks game. I don't see the Heat extending massive leads in the series. I know they go up to 20 tonight, but it feels like you're there on their level at the very least. Yeah, and it took a, it took a massive collapse for them to get to that 20. I mean, that was some of the worst basketball we've seen. That's all I'm saying. I'm not making an excuse, Jimmy. It was like that slip-up right. kept them out of a game that they were fully in, that they were in control of at halftime. They were up eight and right. a half. felt like they really had the game in their hands at that point. They were the better defensive team. They were executing better in the half court. So it's not like – just like last series, it's not like the Bucks or the Heat are – Head and shoulders above you. Uh, someone in the back of a police car right now? What's going on? 
No, someone pulled the fire, fire alarm. Going on. Oh, it's a fire alarm. Uh, oh, people love to do that at arenas, I guess. Yeah, Bobby, I, 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 you know, I said this earlier. I'll dispute it some. I don't buy that one three out of four quarters stuff. They played a good. They played a. But how often does that happen, John? It doesn't matter though. They played a lights out uh, over their head, shooting fifty eight percent, making every shot that they threw at the rim first half, and only led by eight, which is a competitive game. It's not in control. You don't have it in the bag. Okay. And then they just, the heat came out and literally just said, I want this game and took it from them. Uh, so I, I refuse to say they won three out of four. Wasn't it, it self inflicted by Boston? It, Again, yes did you and see no. The heat, in this game from the heat? Yeah, the heat was. turned up the defense in the third quarter for sure. And then the rest was the Celtics just playing god awful basketball. But I mean, Miami took the game away from the Celtics and the Celtics absolutely, or the Celtics handed it to them one way or the other. The only thing that mattered was the third quarter. I hate saying they won three out of four and therefore there was some something to be gained from it. No, it was a competitive basketball game until one team blew your friggin' doors off. And that's all that happened. John, but we came into this game saying, oh, it's even worth watching this. Alan. It wasn't quite. It was just deflating. That's just the reason we're talking about that. It was, you knew you were already probably without smart and you're like, okay, no smart, no Lowry. Let's get this done. And then Al goes out a couple hours prior and nobody saw that coming. So it was like, geez, what are you going to do here? So you knew it was a huge uphill battle after the first half. You thought maybe we could steal this, but again, Miami just friggin' blew their doors off in the third quarter, and that's really all that matters in this game. The rest of it doesn't. It, re- it really doesn't. It's a four-quarter game. You can't be satisfied because you were pretty good in the first half. They got absolutely no, but this, this dist- is just they got destroyed. What- this is well, just assessing what we expect to see in this series. No, it's not. It's again. It's well, if it's the Celtics trying to, yeah, if it's the Celtics trying to play uphill, man, that's not it. You know, especially in the second half, like that's that's the ultimate. Right? That's the first half Celtics, the ones that used to always have to come back to, to win games, and we win half of them, and ended up with the 500 record for the first couple of months of the season. Like, like that's that's bad basketball. You know, you the Celtics get, have to. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't. You, you, you can't, can't get behind by that much. Casual and cool against this team. Especially yeah. when you're shorthanded. Every possession matters. To, Every like, trip down matters. Back to the finals. Exactly. Yeah. Everything matters. Look at someone like Jimmy Butler. The reason why he was so animated in that locker room, as, as uh, you know, his teammates were saying, you know, after this one, or Eric Spolcher was saying after this one, you, you know, because they've been there before. They've been to the finals. They know how close they were. They, they want to go back. They smell blood, you know, and, and the Celtics have to, they have to match that intensity. They have to match that fight that the Miami Heat had in that second half. And it's going to, it can happen like that. You know, obviously, that's what we saw in this one. We didn't see – we saw a completely different Miami Heat team compared to what we saw in the first half. And something had to be prepared for that huge punch, especially yeah, if you're yeah. going to play another one without Horford and without Smart. By the uh, way, Bam, I don't know if you guys mentioned it out there with the shade, I'd say. It's was he it trolling? Was, yeah. No, they mentioned it. Yeah, what's your, what's your take on it? He was trolling, right? That's just – that's a. It would be hard for that to be a coincidence. That's not something right? people – Pull out of nowhere. I think thing? I've heard are it. Are the kids are the kids saying that now, or is that I don't know. Maybe, maybe that would be a huge coincidence, Jimmy. I I watched the video. It didn't. It, it, I don't know. He said it like pretty straight face. I mean, yeah. Who the hell knows? I Do mean, people I, usually got that in a normal conversation? Like, I don't know, man. I think the energy about to shift tomorrow night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't Good know show, John. I, I know. I felt the energy yeah. shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We talk about momentum. We talk about we say momentum more than. I mean, Brown's got it on shirts and everything else now. He's he's selling that line. I think he trolled him. Is he? I think he did for sure. I think so. 
right, wait. Honestly, I think he did. I think he did. Put it on the bulletin board. Put it on the bulletin board. Oh, now you guys got it going over there. Maybe it is a fire. Maybe it is a joke. Why don't we wrap the show? Yeah, it's probably a good time to do that. Uh, one last shout out to our sponsor. Fire, fire fire fresh. Why don't you guys also mute? <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, we don't want to. We don't want to all hear fire alarms in our living rooms right now. Shout out to our sponsor, HelloFresh.com. Um, you know, uh, terrific gourmet meals delivered to your door. All you have to do: unpack the ingredients, follow the recipes, cook it. Delicious, great meals. 50, 60 recipes every week you can choose from. Customize your meal plan, whatever you want. Uh, we already had at least one person sign up already on the show. Thank you so much. HelloFresh.com slash playoff 16. Sherrod is also signed. I mean, we had a viewer. You had a viewer subscribe already. 16 free meals, three free gifts. Come get some. HelloFresh.com. We got a new array of uh, different menu options, including a Mediterranean one that they got cooking right now, which looks pretty okay. interesting to me. So it's something I had, I'm going to uh, check out. Indian-style chicken was bomb, by the way. Yeah. Indian-style chicken. Oh, I didn't try that one. Very good yeah. stuff. So check that out. Support our sponsors, yeah, please. HelloFresh.com uh, slash uh, Playoff16. Use the code Playoff16. Please do so uh, and support our sponsors. That's uh, a huge deal. That's a ton of food. A couple it's weeks. A ton of food. Ton of food. Stuff. It's like at least, what? Two Please. days worth for you, John. I'm going grocery shopping. Jimmy I'm loves that joke. He loves that joke. Yeah, you don't even need a job. Bring, bring LinkedIn back. You don't even need a you, job. You don't need a job. It's literally free food. You can literally not have a job and eat 16 free meals. Um, one thing we didn't talk about, uh, which is a huge positive, I think, and I just wanted to mention it before we leave, is um, uh, Rob Williams. Um, Definitely, great early definitely looked. And again, I understand production. He was, you know, he was scoring. He was more active early. Um, you know, they did some things late. You know, they were kind of stripping at the ball when he was bringing it down. Um, you know, he wasn't as effective in the second half. But the overall important thing was he was able to sustain minutes up until he got a cramp. And again, it was a cramp, nothing to do with the knee. Um, yeah, I said, uh, you may say the calf. It was a calf, uh, cramp, calf, calf cramp. And you could tell the way they were working it. Podium too, but didn't. So, yeah. Is that like dehydration? I mean, what? Why does that? You know, like. No. I don't know. Out of shape. Out of shape. Typically, that is. Typically, that's that dehydration. Happens. Yeah, I thought that only happens to me when I was played in the YMCA a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, <laughs> so not just me. But um, stars are just like. We don't want to hear about Joe Sway's YMCA days. Hey, listen, Jimmy knew what I was talking about. All right, Jimmy knew. What oh yeah. About. I got you. I read you. <laughs> I've seen Sherrod. I've seen Sherrod in the uh, media game. He, he doesn't move fast enough to cramp up anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> Ouch. But I could take your little ass on a block, young fella. <laughs> Still. Yo, they need to bring that game back. Let's go. We need that game. Like I said, we, we can run five here and see what we can do. Um, anyway, <laughs> Rob was uh, – Rob was – he looked more Rob-like, you know? When he goes up and he blocks a ball – with his friggin' armpit, you know, like it's like, all right, <laughs> right. You, you know, that's that looks. And they were looking for him early and often. They always like forget. Part of the game plan. They always forget. So, I don't know why. I don't know why. To see. It was a change for sure. But huge X factor because one, we were talking about whether he's worth, you know, starting or bringing off the bench. Um, you know, he looks closer. It's the closest yeah. we've seen him look to the guy pre-surgery um in the few moments that we've gotten to see him so that was super encouraging um obviously you need al back and you need marcus back but like 
even no, even but offensively, before, you're a better team with him out there. Yeah. Al give you the pick and pop threes, but paint touches, efficient paint scoring. That's what but we bef- talked to the team in the first half. He was a huge part of that. And they set a Celtics yeah. record going back 25 years for points in the paint in a half in that first half. So they were incredibly aggressive. They were finding the right spots on the floor to score a fishing yeah. basket from. And he was a big part of that. He really gives the guys a good outlet in there. Yeah, I agree with that, Bobby. But I think you and John talking about yeah, exactly. I think you and John talking about two different Robs, though, right, John? I feel like you're talking about the Rob. I mean, I feel like Bobby's talking about the Rob now, and Rob is. I mean, Rob. John's talking about the Rob we saw before the injury, right? We're not sure that guy's going to come back. No, but I think it was close, much closer to him. What I was going to say was entering this series, even before we got the Horford news, we were worried that we we're going to have a very limited Marcus Smart if and when he's able to return. And and mm-hmm. Rob is a total wild card because everything we saw from him since he came back was like, he's not the same and he might not be the same for the rest of this postseason right. because I, I think it's as much conditioning as it is anything to do with an injury. But the bone bruise is something that can be tricky as well. But he, you'll take this version of Rob every friggin' day of the week, right? For sure. First Absolutely. half, second half. Facts, my dog. Facts, my yeah, dog. Yeah, it went down. It went down. But that's uh, that that happens. You know, the fatigue up. By the way, his free throw form. It's like when you're in week five here? of YMCA ball. You know, you get your fatigue. Um, I I don't know, but Jalen should take a peek. I thought he had a nice, you know, used his legs really well. Got up under it and hit almost all of them in this one. That was yeah. He clanked one late, but I think he hit the rest right. Yeah, six or seven. Six or seven. So, yep. I don't know if he made any tweaks there, and he he was better later in the year too. But it looked especially smooth to me here in this one. Uh, yeah. Good game from him. You're gonna need this. This is pretty much what you're looking for from him. And again, not just Rob. But Grant gave you some decent stuff until it spiraled with the fouls. Pritchard, electric first half. And Neesmith blocks three shots. Comes off the bench out of nowhere, and he's meeting Caleb Martin at the rim. It's awesome. Uh, giving you some energy plays, offensive rebound. The role guys didn't let you down. In it's fine. One. It was the stars. Yeah, may we never see Neesmith again. Um, and nothing to do with, nothing to do <laughs> with three him. Three blocks. You just hope you just hope you get your other guys back, and he gets relegated back to deep, deep bench, you know, role because you you, you want to roll with the guys who got you here, and obviously you need Smart and Horford. Um, no, but guys, it's exciting to see him rolling behind the scenes. Game two, game two, uh, you know, quick game two look ahead thoughts. Um, one this, way to put it. Like I said, toss this one, and you he feel better the guy about off it. the backboard. Come on, no, that was that nice. Was and that, that, that was I was fired I up after get that. that it was Bobby, awesome. but. That's you're not gonna trade what the Celtics team we saw with Marcus and Horford for what we just saw with Yeah, Neesmith. the version of the Celtics where Aaron Neesmith plays zero minutes is a better team. Yeah, That's we all. like the DNP yeah. Neesmith. So. Right. It's nothing against yeah. what he did today, but the it's one just, the ones the, where Neesmith doesn't have to play is better. Results. I'm yes. saying he's getting better behind the, the scenes. The non play like Neesmith is better. Not- yes. <laughs> I'm DMP with you, Bobby. Neesmith. I'm with the you, Bobby. You're gonna need him next year. And I'm not ruling him out yet. Well, let's I, wait till next maybe. game, Bobby. I, okay. yeah. Bobby was right about that. Pritchard. Bobby, Bobby was more, had more faith in Pritchard than we well, all We're trying did, to see the Celtics team that, chase the title. So, in the meantime. That's but true. go ahead, John. I'm forward to the biggest Aaron Neath apology cam anyone's <laughs> ever given. I'll do it for I'll do it for in 20, what, minutes. In 2025? In 2025? Okay. Next, next year. If he turns oh, wow. around, next year, I'll dedicate an entire garden report. To just apologizing about next year, I'll apologize myself. If he goes, I might have to miss that show. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Sherrod, game two, how you feeling? Better? Bullish? Yeah, I, I want to see him go first going. I feel good. I feel good about game two. I, 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 like I said, going into the series, I thought the Celtics would get game two at, from the beginning. Uh, not having Al and or Marcus would obviously complicate that a little bit. But I, I, again, I, I, th- I think they're going to make the adjustments that they need to make. And the biggest one, as we talked about a lot, is effort. Uh, I think that they're going to come with a little bit better effort. I think that there's going to be a little bit more of an edge. Uh, Jalen Brown specifically, I expect a big game from him. Uh, he knows that 24 and 10 that he put up tonight is, is just, for the most part, it, it's it's just pointless. It doesn't really move the needle at all. Certainly didn't help this team. So I expect the Celtics to win a close one in game two. Okay, guys, any, you guys feel um, good? Yeah, I mean, listen, the Celtics are, three, Celtics are 3-0 and in the playoffs after a loss, all Ooh. coming against Milwaukee. I like their resolve. I like the way they respond to adversity. I like the, the little tweaks that Ime has. It sounds like they're all saying the right things. They, they understand where they effed up tonight. It's very obvious, to not, not to just us, but it's very obvious to them. They're taking responsibility for it. Um, I obviously want to see Marcus Smart play in this game. That's going to make me feel a hell of a lot better than it would otherwise on Thursday night. So I'm a little reserved in being like, yeah, like Celtics are going to win this game. But I do think that they are capable of competing regardless. So I had Celtics in seven. That means I predicted them to lose three games. Well, they just lost one. So I'm not panicking yet, but, um, you know, I'm going to hopefully, hopefully they can right um, some of their wrongs or a lot of their wrongs and come out and uh, silence the uh, – was the Heat crowd loud tonight? Was it a real crowd or was it a bunch of – I mean, uh, second, half, noise. second half it got gone. The, the, second heat, half, the, the, the end of that third quarter, yeah, that's when they got really yeah. – For Heat crowds, this was a good one. This is one of the yeah. better ones I've yeah. been around. Um, it, it, they weren't nearly as fair weather fan-like and, as they usually are. So and, that was good. It uh, made for a good environment. Any Celtics fans of, down there? Yeah, there were no, there weren't a whole – not as many as what we saw in that Milwaukee game. What was it, yeah. game three? But um, there were some. I, I was just surprised about the, some of the uh, chants after the game. That was really Boston-like, you know? But anyway, I, I, I've never seen Heat fans that, that – oh, this hype. It's been yeah, a while, okay. I guess. This is a, this is a after, after game you got to love. Like, you, you could see if this was the Celtics, you could really see Celtics fans falling in love with a team like that. And, again, they earned your respect back here. I think we were all sitting after that game seven saying, oh, the Heat rolling our eyes again. And you're like, should we do this again? Because last time we did this, they just came and kicked Boston's ass. And they came out and kicked Boston's ass again. Well, you got to respect the, that team. Yes and no. Like yeah. I said, full, fully healthy, I think the Celtics um, would be better and it would be theirs to lose. Uh, without that, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's game changing. I just thought mm-hmm. um, they, the Celtics just have more firepower that the heat can't compete with. And that the Celtics defense with all of their players there would really make it hard for Miami. And we've seen Miami, as you said, drop a couple of really ugly offensive performances. They can get ugly and you can get them off their game. I thought the Celtics defense can could and still can do that. So it's all it's all about health. You get those guys back sooner than later, and they look like Al. I'm not worried about. It's just a matter of testing out. But you get Marcus back, and he looks even close to what he's supposed to look like. The way Rob looked like, I feel pretty good about it. But if you're not getting contributions from those guys until game three or later, for whatever reason, it might get away from you too fast. So um, you know, hopefully you get yeah. at least at le- you hope hopefully get at least Al back for two. Uh, I'm not. I don't feel as great about uh, Marcus's return as uh, Sherrod did. I thought he's automatically missing these two games in Miami and coming back in Boston, maybe. But we'll see about you that. You take that back on. 
Marcus on his feet all night, Team Sherrod. I'm I'm on Team Sherrod. He might be superhuman, so maybe maybe he just gets through it. I don't know. I mean, I remember Torres being on his feet all night. He's really upset about that boot thing, but whatever. But no, um, I I would I'd be surprised if he doesn't play in this one, even if he's limited. I I think it makes a difference. But either way, the Celtics just have to be. They just have to be more aggressive on defense. They have to make things harder for for Jimmy Butler because he's the one that once he gets going, the other guys get going, right? I mean, I felt like after after that third quarter, I mean, yeah, Vincent was having some good – had a couple of points and it was starting to get into the flow of things, but he really started to heat up when, when Jimmy started going off, when Jimmy Butler started going off. And, and, and I just think that's so contagious in the backcourt. And, you know, not having Marcus is tough. Uh, Derek White has to has to – Give you a little something on the offensive end. Look, I, I like the defense. I appreciate it, but he was getting toasted on def- He was getting toasted on defense in the second half. He needs he needs to find a way to just get some points up, man. Like, and, and for someone like Peyton Pritchard, again, uh, Bobby, you weren't here when I said this, but I, when I turned to you and I said, look, there's no reason why he, he can't average 13, 14 points in this series. I I, I think that's that's another thing that's gonna that that's a, a good advantage for the Celtics to have off the bench because he was starting Pritchard to get into awesome. that last series. And I think that's going to that's going to carry over throughout the course of the series. So that's that's big. That's good stuff. Offensively, to they got to they got to keep they got to keep rotating the ball the way they did against the Bucks. And on defense, I just didn't see it, especially in that third quarter. And and Bobby, look, that was the difference. You know, that third quarter, the Celtics cannot fall behind the way what they did like that. The, the offense can't go zero for six. Can't be that stagnant. You know, what were they? Two points for like the first six, seven minutes of that quarter. Two shots I mean, this made is the Eastern Conference Finals. Exactly, exactly. This is the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Miami Heat, they, they set the tone here. So the Celtics have to match that. They right. got to steal one here. They, they got to split these. Game two coming up in two days, Thursday night. We've got Joe Sway, Bobby, and Sherrod all down there doing work, covering the series. Um, so Can keep I go? it here. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, we'll send you down. Keep it here, CLNS Media. Subscribe to our YouTube channels if you haven't already. We go live after every game. Uh, we welcome all of you, including the Heat fans in the chat right now. Bring it. We we might have we might be having a different conversation after game two, but we appreciate all of you oh, guys. Oh, we got Heat fans in here. Oh yeah, 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 and they're loving it, and that's fine. I've seen a uh, couple of trolling. Yeah, bring it in, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Um, we'll see you guys all. On Thursday, uh, game two, same thing, uh, 8.30, 8.45 tip. So uh, we'll be with you here late. Thursday, Thursday. Evening. Bring your bring your, uh, bring your drinks to the uh, post-game show. Yeah. But uh, until